0: Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by the voice of Tiger Radio, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul.
1: K-K-T-Y,
0: Mesa. Oh my God, that was that was really good. Have you been practicing that or was that just no. off the cuff?
1: No, the, 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 off the cuff. Um, and uh, I'm just going to admit right now, I watched this episode earlier this week, uh, wrote my notes, um, which is not my norm. I usually watch the episode uh, a few hours before we actually do this podcast, and we go right into it. But I, I, um, I wrote these notes earlier in the week, and I've been sitting on them. Um,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> a lot that just of hot came. Takes, I'm sure. Yeah, just, yeah.
1: That just came into my head though. The the K K T Y. And while we're watching this episode, um, save the max. Yes. So that that is the title, right? Save the max.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cause it's weird. Cause we saved the tiger too, didn't we? Right. It was save that tiger, and now oh. it's save the max. Yeah, it is. A, I mean, it's you know, weird is a word for it. There's a. There's also an L word you could use. It's lazy. A, might be a little lazy, but you know what? Let's not knock laziness. I'm a big fan of lazy. Uh, so you know, but it. Let's call it what it is. It's the same okay. title.
1: <laughs> um. But uh, while we're watching this episode, uh, I, it just came to me that a lot of the um. The sound drops mm-hmm. and songs; those actually weren't played while we were filming. I don't know why I had such a trouble, a hard time saying while.
0: It's okay. Um, sound it out if you ever get in trouble. It's okay. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, as we're watching this, you'll see that we're offbeat a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm not so sure that that KKTY Bayside was was actually on the the, the tape night. It might have been put in in editing in post, as they say. Right. Um, but um, I know, I like that jingle. I'd like to actually make that uh, my um, my uh, phone. Uh, what do they call it? Ringtone.
0: A ringtone. Yeah, it's a ringtone. Do you want that when it when you get a phone call or like when a when a text comes through? Like every single time you want to hear that that noise. K K T Y. Just
1: just when you just when you call me.
0: Right. Okay. All right. So twice a day. Got it. Morning and night. That's how we check on each you other. Got it. Uh, just in case you didn't do the homework, uh, here's a brief little summary, Marpaul. Paul, if I can just dive on into that. Please. Zach uncovers Bayside's old radio station and convinces Belding, who used to be a DJ there, to revive it. Max reveals he is $10,000 in debt to his landlord, which is apparently the school district. Everyone does a good job on the radio except for Slater, who is very bad. The gang struggles to tell Slater he stinks, but he finds out when the reviews come in and quits. Jesse calls out the school board on the air, putting Belding's job in jeopardy, but Zach reminds him he used to be rebellious, and Belding joins the gang in a telethon from the Max to raise the 10 grand. Slater shows up at the last minute to deliver the speech that puts them over their goal. Everybody wins. Max Max doesn't <laughs> have to close down business, uh, and that brings us right into Act 1, into what looks like the, the haunted basement of Bayside or something, like something out of Scooby-Doo.
1: Yeah, this this I I remember this set being at the end uh, of of the stage. So we've we've talked about this before, but the audience would sit, and we, we'll say that what they were facing was north,
0: hmm. right? Okay, that's all the, yeah. uh, the sets, right? Um,
1: and this would have been west at the very western part of our stage. Uh, the bedrooms were sort of uh, northwest, and then you had the max right next to the bedrooms, and then you had Belding's office, pretty much dead center of um the audience along with the hallway mm-hmm. and then the classroom, uh, would sort of be Northeast. Uh, if, if you will, I can picture uh, that. Yeah. I, I don't got remember it. what, I don't remember what East was. Um, Oh, you know what actually East sometimes was like outside, like the, the episode, the prom, hmm. uh, that was due East. Um, you know, that was, uh, yeah, the Eastern side of the stage. This was the Western, side of the stage. I don't know why I remember things like this. No, it's uh, I mean, hey, look, you're
0: remembering stuff. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Must be all the alpha brain. Yeah, you're just slamming that alpha brain and it's it's unlocking the memories. It's retroactively working. I'm snorting it. You're I'm snorting alpha it. brain. That's how we're closing out 2020. Yeah.
1: That's that, that. That's what I like about the instant. You can just do lines of it. No, yeah. let's no, we stop. would. Uh, on it is a They're great sponsor. Great sponsor. They, good
0: company. <laughs>
1: they don't want us doing rails of no, of, no, no. of anything. Specifically though, their products. So right. let's not do any line, rails no, of them. No, 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 but
0: they do want us goofing know, around. So it's like a thin line here. It's a thin line we're on of goofing around, but not you know it's, we're. We're trying to make a fun radio show. It's like Tiger Radio. Here's a
1: here's a fun fact, though, Dashiell. Please. I yeah. don't know what was in uh, <laughs> Dustin's book, but uh, I've done drugs, but I've never done cocaine.
0: Huh? You know what's a fun fact, Mark Paul? As someone who grew up in Los Angeles, I've never done cocaine, and I feel like a like a unicorn or something. Like I feel yeah. like that. I don't know how that how that happens. How do two Southern California natives just make it this far down the road and not do cocaine? I don't know.
1: Somehow I feel like my experience just sort of outweighs yours because I was in clubs by the time I was 16. You're a
0: celebrity. Yeah, you're, you're a celebrity. Right, I forgot. Movie star. Yeah. I'm just nebbish man with glasses, not the craziest journey.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my first time going to a club, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, it, wasn't like, it was not like a, a, a teen club if they have those things, but um, Soleil Moon Fry, who played Punky Brewster, mm, brought yeah. me to my very first sort of like dance party thing um, on Hollywood Boulevard I want to say uh, uh, you know we we've, we've, we've based this whole podcast on my memory being a little shady sure um, but uh, yeah I do remember her asking me I, I think it was you know I was 13 maybe um, yeah that's a good that's a I, good I, age I, to be
0: in the club <laughs>
1: yeah 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 uh, no alcohol it was just uh, right know, no, no alcohol was was being bought or served Yes. I'm sure you could take it in sure um, but I remember going to that and 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 being very anxious because my background in music was things that my mother played which was like Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, Fats Domino. Uh we listened to K-Earth 101, if you remember that uh yeah, K-Earth 101.
0: If so you're not in Southern California, K-Earth was the oldies station. It continues to be, but the oldies have gotten newer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and uh that was my sort of my background. Uh that, you know, my my Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and things that my uh, brothers and sisters, my older brothers and sisters played, but uh, I, boy, was I in for a shock when I when I got in there and they were playing Two Live Crew.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that is uh, that is certainly not music for thirteen year olds, or exactly the right music for thirteen year olds, depending on who you're asking.
1: But it was a fun night, and uh, it, it I remember bits and pieces of it, and um, yeah, thank you to Suleiman Fry for introducing me to the the, the nightlife of Hollywood.
0: Yeah, and look at that—you guys are still on NBC all these years later, isn't that isn't that kind of neat?
1: <laughs> yeah, and we've remained friends. I mean, I I've, I think I saw her last year at some point, and uh, you know, you just kind of go right in, right into that rhythm again of of being with an old friend, and um, I, I, I'm so glad that she's doing that uh, for Peacock, the 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 Punky Brewster reboot or reimagining. They're just calling these reimaginings well, now.
0: I don't know who I don't know if they're rebooting or they're reimagining. Again, very thin lines we're all on these days. I love that there's just this like there's just corridors of Bayside that they're still uncovering. It's um it's a very like fun journey of this magical kind of school. <laughs>
1: well, Screech found this by being dumped down a trash chute by a
0: bully. Yes, he's being bullied by a young lady. Yeah, it's which is a um sad image for laughs uh right away on the radio station um you know you talked about your your music interests uh, a lot of this is clearly a station from the 60s everything around there is 60s 60s imagery uh you know the music all on the walls the flowers which again we've talked about the time gap but like the 60s then are as far away as the 90s are no, from right crazy. now Don't even, oh. it is kind of crazy it's it's hard to it's hard to fathom but that's how far away this is also, all these machines in there, it looks almost like the, um, it reminded me of the Adam West Batcave, just like large towers of like machines with lights and stuff that certainly do nothing but look good.
1: That's pretty much all they were.
0: Yeah, that's right. The, you know, we're making TV over here.
1: Yeah, nothing on this set worked.
0: Right. At all. No, it's, it's non functioning, just, but well, it looks good. It looks, it like, it is so funny, all these, the way they show technology, just flashing lights and stuff. And you get that nice, that nice smooth radio drop. Which it seems like they invested a lot of resources in the '60s to, to make this radio station. I mean, like a world class broadcasting. Uh, location. Yeah,
1: I, I know that you both you and I are fans of Howard Stern, and he talks about his days on radio where it was all about the jingle, you yes. know. In his um, yeah, uh, he made famously in his
0: movie Private Parts, where he goes WNBC. WNBC. Yes, we are both uh, both Stern heads. Uh, yeah, I, I I could not help but think of of Howard's days on WNBC uh, while watching this. Dustin not breaking, by the way, when he comes up looking like a um, racer head, he he holds it together.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't remember how we did that. I'm sure we um, we may have filmed that earlier in the day to get that gag because I don't think that he could have put on that wig so quickly underneath the, the council.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and while we're uh, on the um, topic of hair, my hair's a bit darker in this episode. You can clearly see yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, evening out. And I, I need a, a bit of work up there.
0: What are those? Do you know the name of those kind of pants, Mark Paul, that Slater's wearing? Because I am just interested at in the way the waist works. In them. well, you know, this is in building This office. is in
1: Belding's office. Um, I remember, and I don't know if these are them, but I remember the hot pants back then were Z Cavariches.
0: But are those are are those the fabled Cavariches? I guess was my was my question.
1: Well, I don't know. Um, but I do remember those Z Cavaricis that were high waisted. They kind of had those pleats at the top, uh, which is what what's going on here. The whole um tank top thing i mean i I, I feel <laughs> I feel bad for Mario because when you wear a sleeveless shirt, you want yourself you have to look good. You want yourself to look good right. So statement he, of
0: confidence, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he would be doing push ups before these scenes just to make himself look mm. pumped. Uh, another yeah. trick that he does, and i I'm, i I want to point this out and we 'll continue pointing this as well you 'll just notice it more now that you 're watching these episodes along with us, but he he keeps his hand, his arms at a ninety degree angle, and mm. sometimes to achieve that he has to hold something like I have no idea what he 's holding. <laughs> in this
0: Yeah, what is that? Is I that like don't know. a folded towel or something? No
1: one knows. Well, and that's the thing. Like he'll carry a folder sometimes, like a mm-hmm. a trapper keeper of what the, what what were those yeah. old ones? The, eh. the yellow ones with a runner on it. Do you remember those? What
0: was that called? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, yeah. those I those were just I think folders. I mean, that is yeah, like there's a, folder a specific with name. A
1: there's a specific name. You're too young. Um This is going to
0: drive me nuts. I know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. though. This is that is irritating
1: <laughs> yeah you'll get hit up on twitter about this um but can't he, wait. but he folds those up into like a cylinder as well and he'll hold that at a 90 mm-hmm. degree angle so he notice how in scenes where he's sleeveless he keeps his arms at a 90 it gives your arms a nice little um you know makes your ar- biceps look a little bit bigger and and yeah it's it's just a it just makes you look better with without sleeves when he's not wearing them he goes back to just being, you know, he, he's fine. He doesn't have to, like, you know, sort of display anything.
0: I am really going to keep an eye out for Slater holding things he doesn't need to hold just to get that 90-degree angle. That is, a, that is certainly a production detail I never would have picked up on. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, I didn't say thank you, but thank you. The thank you was implied. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, KKTY, there it is. The voice, uh, you know, Belding clarifies, it was the voice of Bayside in the 60s, again, uh, 30 years prior. And building used to be cool. We get this like fun reveal and we go to fuzzy pink fantasy, but with like a little more of a psychedelic transition. You know, it's like a, it's not the usual dissolve.
1: Yeah. And hold up. He he calls himself the Big Bopper, the Boss, Master Blaster, which I I don't know what that's about. Um, Yeah. But just to educate our audience, the Big Bopper was actually J.P. Richardson. And he was famous for songs like Chantilly Lace. I wish I could mm-hmm. sing that for you, Dashiell, but I can't.
0: I wish you could, too. We can't. We don't have the rights, Mark Paul. We barely have the rights to, to talk about this show.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, he did also White Lightning. The Big Bopper did White Lightning. Um, and uh, the biggest fact of all uh, was he died in 1959 in a plane crash along with Buddy Holly and Richie Valens.
0: And we get um, we get this fuzzy pink fantasy of Belding back when he was cool. And, uh, Mark Paul, you mentioned that you didn't have playback on set. And the the sort of things weren't to the beat. Um, I think that's really interesting because this clip of Belding being a DJ is used in the theme song. And in the theme song, it is very much on the beat. And so they kind of took this clip. And I think it's, I mean, for my money, I I see it every single time I watch a Say by the Bell episode. So it's one of the more featured clips in series um, because it's in the theme song. It's kind of interesting. They repurposed it to fit into music later. Also fun here, like the, you know, the symmetry of like Belding used to get into scuffles with his principal. you know, we're all doomed to become what we fear the most. (laughs) And of course we get, um, I think Bennett was the one that, that shined the light on Belding's, uh, pride and his ability to be easily persuaded just by senseless flattery and it. It works. Just a bunch of people chanting his, his old nickname gets him over the edge. Bobber. yeah, Bumper. who wouldn't be persuaded by that? A lot of colors. I think
1: we've we've hit every single color in the rainbow of uh, 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 in this in these wardrobe uh, choices.
0: It it never stops blowing my mind just how colorful the the show is at all times. But it's
1: evolved. I I feel it's evolved to this dramatic you know colors between all of us. I we're, we're, we we don't share the same colors, any of us in our
0: wardrobe. And uh, after Belding gets so easily convinced, we're in the max. For yet another storyline in season two about how adults are having like very serious money problems that they need the assistance of children with, this time it's it's Max who's in in deep for ten grand, and he's talking to these kids about it while he while he serves them burgers.
1: While I was watching this scene, I I, I thought I was the only one with a purple and black sweater, and I, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. There's actually a hmm. an extra right there with the uh, same sweater.
0: Oh yeah, in the background, Mm -hmm. um, over like kind of above where Lisa's head is, I guess if you're if you're looking out for that purple black sweater. Well, I mean, there's only so many colors, you know. I I I, (laughs) like at a certain point, some of it's going to start repeating.
1: I I I think it was a poor job done by the um, the extras handler or or the ad that was in charge of this. I mean, you would say like, no, you can't wear that shirt. We're going to give you a different shirt. Zach Morris is wearing that shirt.
0: So you think someone was in charge of that? The the vibe I'm getting was it seemed pretty uh pretty loose. What was, what was being attended to on this? Scene.
1: No, I think the way it usually goes is that the, um, the background artist would bring a few choices. Um, that's mm, normally how that's it's right. done is that yeah. they, they bring a few choices and then someone goes through it and says, "Yeah, let's use this in scene one. Let's use this in scene you know 10. Um, and that's generally the way it's done. Uh, this is This is a mistake though. You, you, you can't be wearing the same thing that the, the, the star of the show is wearing. How dare you? You're pulling right. uh, How dare the you? eye line away from, from me, and and now I'm looking at you. Ugh.
0: Yeah, God forbid there's something else that's colorful in the Max to just uh, to dis- pull your eye away. <laughs> this thing looks like a rainbow exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and Slater's dream, he reveals here, like Slater has a real dream. He wants to be a sportscaster, which is the first and only time this dream ever comes into play. 90 Nine, oh, you're saying his arms when he's even when he's sitting are at a 90 degree angle. That is, you are totally correct.
1: It's actually past a 90 degree angle if we want to get technically uh, inclined. Yeah, here. I
0: didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to. You know, but, dig but into you, it. But it's at. A, it's at. It's, you understand what I'm saying, though. I know what you're okay. saying. I get. What, I. I. I'm picking up what you're throwing down.
1: Well, I really want you to pick up what I'm throwing down. So next time you call it out.
0: Okay. All right. I'll. I'll keep an eye. I'll. I'll keep an eye on Slater's arms. Uh, a sentence I never thought I'd say, but here we are. There's one little thing at the end of this scene the implication that Max may have cooked his dog and is serving them dog burgers that is like pretty pretty messed up
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's all I got on that yeah I
1: mean again it's the 90s we get away with things here I'm not so sure that yeah. this joke would land uh, as well as it did I don't even know if it landed then but you know
0: I mean it it like the the what the what the narrative is is Max did accidentally cook a dog and serve it and Screech is the only one eating it. Like, that is on paper what's happening, <laughs> uh, which is nuts. That's just that's just too kooky. Uh, and back at KKTY, uh, Zach is Wolfman Zach, uh, a play on Wolfman Jack, the famed radio broadcaster who goes all the way back to the 60s and worked alongside one Howard Stern at WNBC in the early 80s. Look at that. And, um, Look at that! Full I, circle.
1: I opened the uh, our first show with the uh, "Good Morning Bayside," stretching yes. out the "Good Morning," which was done in the 1987 film "Good Morning Vietnam" with Robin Williams.
0: Great movie! Love that. One of my favorite comedies about the Vietnam War.
1: Full Metal Jacket and Platoon weren't. uh, uh comedic-
0: Full Metal Jacket definitely has some laugh out loud moments. <laughs> I like Zach's radio shirt, too. That feels, like, different than what Zach traditionally wears. It feels like um, like a choice. Like, he was going to be on the radio, so he dressed for it, even though, you know, you're not going to see it, but you hear it. Yeah, that's a shirt that I'd like in my wardrobe today. Uh, and Screech is like the human sound effects board, which is, you know, good use of Screech. If this was a morning zoo crew, that's probably how Screech would fit in. Uh, Kelly Desire. What the hell kind of radio show for children is is going on here in this basement?
1: I don't know. I I, I am I am gonna say Kelly uh, is pretty damn hot in this episode. I'm just sure. gonna throw it out there. Yeah. Um, you know when you think of Kelly, you think of those like uh, those tops that she's wearing and those cute right. little, um, whatever shorts bottoms. I don't know. Uh, whatever is happening down there. Um, she looks really good.
0: I. I yeah. This is the Kelly. This is this is th- quintessential Kelly.
1: Quintessential Kelly,
0: which sounds Um, like a band name or something, a Decembris album. Quintessential Kelly, or or or
1: Lisa's Galloping Gossip, the Galloping Gossip. Lisa, yeah. Uh, This this I think would not fly nowadays.
0: No way. Yeah, like she's bullying. (laughs) Absolutely. She's doing. She's getting on the radio to bully her her peers. Um, Also, this this clip from Lisa also featured in the theme song. Her at the microphone.
1: That's right. Look at that! She's so cute with that hat. Anyone's keeping oh score at home.
0: That smile. Yeah, what a, what yeah, a great little outfit! Cute little outfit. Everyone wore their fun radio outfits.
1: <laughs> and Dustin does a great job as as well. Again, with Screech's Mystery Theater. Yeah. Very funny. Sound effects on point.
0: Yeah, loves. Yeah, right. We talked about um the guy from Police Academy and this kind of like sound vocal sound stuff had a real moment late '80s, early '90s. Um. And yeah, he Screech does a great job here. I'm I'm consistently impressed by his impression work. And Slater is just it is I mean, it is funny how bad he is at this that he brought like a like a, a horn to hit all his jokes with.
1: But the good thing is he didn't need to do push ups before this scene. So
0: Okay, his arms are at an angle there too. He like rests them yeah. on the table.
1: I mean that's a natural thing to do when you're at a table. I would imagine, right? Um I know. You're talking yeah. into them. So, I'm I'm doing that
0: right now. You told me to keep an eye on it. Yeah, I'm doing it too. <laughs> I'm doing it on my knees. <laughs> 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 Look, arms got to go somewhere, folks. It is also funny in this, um, you know, in this TV show where there's conflict and stakes, and it's like the big Act One bombshell is like Slater's bad at the radio, and <laughs> how do we tell them? Because they're just kids, you know. Not everything has to be big, heavy, serious problems. Sometimes it's just Hard to talk to your friend. Tell them they suck. And speaking of sucks, this runner that someone should wave a skunk in front of Slater didn't make me laugh the first time, got a little chuckle the second time. By the third time, they're talking about waving a skunk in his face. I was, I was laughing very hard. I think that is a hugely specific thing to hit over the head three times in one episode.
1: People can't see my look that I'm giving you. Are you confused by I this, I am Mark very Hall? confused by you being tickled by this.
0: Oh, it's so funny. It's just so funny, really? The idea of waving a skunk in front of someone, yeah, it's, to tell them they stink makes no sense. And the fact that multiple people keep reaching this conclusion that he is so bad, the only answer is to wave a skunk in front of him it it didn't work the first time, but the fact that they just kept hitting it really uh-huh. it, it got it got uh, me. it,
1: I, I mean i I thought of it as when i I thought it visually, right? It's something that we we see in cartoons,
0: sure. Do you even see I've never even thought of waving a skunk in front of something that makes no sense? Uh,
1: I guess not. I mean, on, uh, I, I I just chalked it up as being one of the another one of our, those jokes
0: just like a, I I again, I, I think doing something dumb once is not funny. But if you're going to stick the landing and just keep doing the dumb thing, I think that's very funny. That's just that's just my preference.
1: highbrow comedy.
0: I mean, it's brow comedy. <laughs> This seems like a bombshell of information um, that Bayside owns the Max. Like, what? What?
1: And they don't want to keep it for what reason? I mean, it's
0: so paper thin. They want to pave paradise and put up a parking lot. They want to do the Joni Mitchell thing.
1: I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm shaking my head. You can't see that as well, but I'm shaking my head at this plot.
0: It is is very, um, what's the word (laughs) I'm looking for? Convoluted, perhaps that like that like the by the way the school owns owns the Max, so that's who Max owes the money to. So Belding has to rebel against his school board again as an adult. It's like in, I mean, yeah, convoluted. That's the right word.
1: I kind of cringed when I said is Belding balding, only only for the reason yeah. that I I thought I wonder what Dennis thought of that joke when he read
0: mm-hmm.
1: it uh, when you mm-hmm. get the script. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. shot at him at his right. expense and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we're a little bit more sensitive to those things nowadays. Um,
0: right. You know, we've talked about hairlines just last episode. Yeah. It's a, it's a sensitive topic.
1: Yeah. And he was probably, I think he was 39 at this time, maybe right. younger
0: possibly. Um, but again, do you yeah. believe that's, that's, that's not the last Belding balding joke in series? Oh, really? Oh really?
1: Yeah, there is another one. Do I say it like that? Do I say is is like when somebody says something and I go, "Duh!" Is Belding balding?
0: I think it's Screech delivers it, if memory serves, and it's in the episode with Belding's brother. And it's the the line, if I have it, is two Beldings, one of whom is balding.
1: Oh, so it's like
0: a it's like a fun vocal rhythm thing. Yeah, Mario once again holding something. I'm now. Closely watching his arms, like a, like an actual serial killer.
1: But again, he's wearing a, a, a sleeved shirt. He doesn't need to keep him at a 90, so he won't.
0: Oh, I see. So you're, so you're saying the the 90, I thought the 90 angle was at all times. No. And his, his sleeves are also kind of, they're kind of always trying to escape, if you look at his sleeves. Sure. It seems like they're always trying to move upwards, you know, as they will. Well, that's a very 90s
1: kind of thing to roll up yeah. the, the cuff of your sleeves. I, I used to roll up the cuff of my pants as well. Yeah, uh, but no, I'm saying back. only when, yeah. But I'm saying only when he keeps when he has
0: a sleeveless shirt on does he keep him at a ninety. These kids having to deal with adults' financial problems feels um real shitty. <laughs> also, these are like these are like big problems. Like an adult owing ten thousand dollars is not what you need to worry about when you're fifteen years old. Like clearly, Max made some. This is again a time where Ed should have been given more as a character. I want to know the choices Max made. That landed him in ten thousand dollars of debt. He's like, oh boy, burger prices went up. Like, no, you you must have really blown it somewhere along the line, Max. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. did he did he spend his money on ducks or rabbits?
0: Right, chicks yeah, or
1: or shitty props. Read my mind. You know,
0: I was like, the price of baby ducks had to be through the roof that last quarter. <laughs> if he only had bought, hadn't bought so many tiny birds.
1: Every time we see the the Max, it's packed. Like he's he's making business. He should be,
0: although yeah.
1: I don't think you've ever seen a non-student at the max. Right. That's weird, no?
0: Like just an adult having a, a normal sure. meal. Right. Like I wouldn't want to hang out at the restaurant that I knew was constantly mobbed with high school children. You know? So maybe but it's you like- But
1: would, you would happen across it. I mean, maybe it's a tourist sure. that doesn't know. But right. it's interesting that they made the choice to never put anyone in there that wasn't part of Bayside.
0: That is an interesting choice. I, I would agree.
1: And I, and it's one that I just picked up on right now. You should be picking up on this stuff. You're supposed to be I the sh- expert.
0: I know, but you know what? Remember I said I'm a fan of lazy. I, I think I mentioned that <laughs> earlier in this podcast. <laughs> why not? It's your journey of discovery too. And you were there, Mark but, Paul. Like
1: <laughs> But maybe that's why he's in debt is because we don't, you know, he gives us free stuff a lot, right? Does he?
0: Yeah, I mean, why? Wait, but why though? Like, do you ever see us pull out cash? Do you ever? That's true. You you never see anyone be like, "Hey, but I didn't get a burger this time. I just got a soda." Can you know, like that? There's no money discussions, which you would think they'd be like constantly talking about the check. Yeah, they're. they're, 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 Yeah, interesting. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he's he's giving away the, I don't know. Yeah, when all your customers are kids, I would think it's the other way. I would think when it's kids, you could charge more because they're spending their parents' money and they're like. A step removed from the money, they don't understand finances the same way. Max should be rolling in it, is what I'm suggesting. And he's in the Palisades. I mean, rent is going to be expensive, it, it, but you know, I mean, right? Prices but are going to be char- more expensive. Like, so what? The- yeah, I, again, I just there's no world where this business that is constantly packed. He's got people dumping quarters into the payphone and arcade games all day long. Like this thing should be cash positive. Uh, he needs he needs some real help. Like I think he's just gonna blow this ten thousand. I think he's gonna be right back where he started in a matter of time.
1: So we're in Belding's office, and what I notice of this scene is that I do a lot of mugging.
0: Like you mean the to camera stuff or to like just in general kind of. No,
1: to the camera. A lot of rolling the eyes. A lot of uh, you know mugging. It's, uh, It's yeah. As an actor, it's something that you hate doing, and when you see it on screen, and then at the end of this scene, Belding walks out. And leaves two students yeah, I, <laughs> in his office.
0: I had that in my notes too. It's so stupid. Like, what does he do? Like, I wouldn't, there's just no world where anyone in a school would be like, all right, you two, I've got to leave now. You just hang out in my office alone. Let me close the door for you.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, Zach gets a good idea to, or a brilliant idea of his is to get on the mic and pretend to right. be the principal. And all he says yeah. is "School's it's out."
0: Uh, He's making the most of that moment for sure. Boy. Yeah, like I mean, it's you know, it's funny because these things, as a child, felt very cool to me. But now, when I have watched them as a, with more adult eyes, I'm just <laughs> like, this <laughs> just this is like so this is this is not cool. <laughs> it's like you you don't seem cool when you do that. Hey, <laughs> not you. But watching
1: one. the scene and you see that building walks right out into the hallway. Did you ever think like, huh, that's interesting? Where is the where is this, the separation between like, where's, where's the secretary? Where's, where's the, um, you know, the, right. the, the woman who would allow you into his office. Like you see right there, a glimpse. There was no, one. you yeah. see right there, you get a glimpse of that, that door leads directly into the hallway where the lockers are, where we right. have most of our scenes. And it's just that very paper thin yeah. door um, with his name on the door.
0: Yeah, which in season one, there was a little more like the geography Mm -hmm. of Bayside wasn't as locked in and Belding would regularly like, he'd leave his office and come out of one of the halls uh, uh, in the back. I think it was the Lisa card is like, he's kind of, that's where the motion is. Um, But they, they solidify where his office is eventually. And yeah, it's really funny. They like slap his name on the door. So everyone knows this is the principal lives here. Right there, can't miss it.
1: And this is a really tiny set. And I, I, we we've discussed this. Um, when you're sitting in the audience, you're centered by the hallway. His is just to the left, yep. just to the west. If you're facing north, um, and it's just this tiny little thing with this tiny little door that separates this hallway. Uh, it's 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 a funny geography that uh, that, that our set was. He just bought into it, right? I mean, you you thought this was a grand, big school.
0: I it made. I mean, again, I didn't. I wouldn't say I put on my thinking cap too many times uh, as a youth watching this thing, but it did make sense. Um, yeah, it made it made sense then. But you you would think he probably would have like uh, some kind of administrative assistant, or his office would be in a larger office of other sort of business stuff instead of like hearing kids slam their lockers
1: all day long. I mean, when you watch the new reimagining or reboot, as some people say
0: whatever you want to yeah
1: the, of say by the bell the new one on peacock that set when I walked on that set I was blown away like th- that had multiple yeah. levels and multiple rooms and it felt like a mini part of school um lots of sets to to film in
0: you it's funny you say that because when you were describing like the north the the compass geography as it were of um of the original Bayside I thought of my my time walking around the peacock set as well and it it was mind-blowing, because it was nothing like that. I mean, it's not, there's no live audience, so it's a, uh, sort of a maze of different rooms and setups, but the actual, the actual Bayside thing, it felt, yeah, it totally felt like a real school building, and when you look at it, um, on the show, it, it's almost hard to fe- imagine it is a set. It feels so, uh, so big compared to this, which is, like, accurate. If it's, you know, a, a rich school in the Palisades, that's, that's what you'd expect. And we're in the halls of Bayside. The reviews are in, folks. And uh, everyone has glowing praise except for one AC Slater. And that skunk runner is back. And I love it again. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets better. Who's, why is everyone talking about waving a skunk around? It's great. <laughs> wow. Kelly, great, great hair work on Kelly in this episode. That is like a, she, she must have been up at three in the morning that day for school to get her hair to look like that. I think everybody's hair looks great in this episode. And Zach, with the um, the iconic Converse basketball shoes, as seen last week, I liked Screech's reaction to everyone hitting him with the newspaper because he—it's delayed that he turns around. Traditionally, someone hits you in the head, you immediately whip around. He kind of like pauses and then looks around as to what may have happened. And just like they couldn't tell Slater about him being bad, as that took us out of Act One, now Act Two uh, concludes with. With a familiar say by the Bell" plot of like, you know what, guys? I'm quitting this. Someone, you know, generally does that to bring us on right into Act Three. Now, Mark Paul, this joke about Zach's peephole in the girls' locker room—how did that one? How did that one strike your Ooh. ears? Because that's a crime. You can you wind up on a list forever. Uh, that's not good. It's not a good list to be on.
1: I mean, that, I think that um, it was funny when you were watching Porkies. Remember that film from the '80s?
0: Oh yeah, that that film—one of the many '80s comedies that that showcases sex crimes. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's sure, a whole, there's a run of them. Yeah, there was a whole run of them. Um, we 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 learned the revelation that that DJ Belding was was a bad man. He mooned the school board. The Zach Morris of the '60s. I liked that picture of Dennis. I'm glad someone thought to use a big old picture uh, in the paper. Which, oddly enough, the the paper looks. The same as the paper they were just reading. <laughs> I think that's the I think same I,
1: newspaper. I'm going to say that it's the same L word uh,
0: that we use earlier in the show. Lazy. Yeah. yeah. It, the paper hasn't changed in 25 years. No, that's like, it, it's the same. It's Yeah, it is either, I mean, it's the most well-preserved newspaper, certainly. They're just ripping through that thing. And you know, this scene, we're in Belding's office, and uh, Zach has the, the smoking gun that, that Belding showed his butt as a youth. On page three and four, right? That's a that now that is a good joke. <laughs> That's fun for me, <laughs> uh, but it is like this is like somewhere between like extortion and like. But he's also trying to be like you inspire me. It's a very weird blend of like what is Zach's real intentions here? Because he's he's almost blackmailing Belding, but but then he's not. But, but then the implication is he certainly could.
1: And then it's sort of the roles shift and, you know, Zach becomes sort of the 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 um, the parent in the room. <laughs>
0: the, yeah. It's the just, adult it's in just, the room? It's odd. Yeah. It's an odd scene. <laughs> this thing is just thrown together in a very, very
1: peculiar I, way. I, I take from this that this is the, um, to go back to the word that you used, quintessential. Yeah, fun word. Yeah. Uh, 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 Sort of relationship between Belden and Zach, right? Throughout the the course of the series,
0: they're always learning from each other. They have a, um, you know, not quite Batman and the Joker kind of thing, but they're like foils, and they one exists only in the shadow and light of the other. I just want to say, I,
1: I I've rewound this a few times to watch. I love how he tries to reach for the paper, and I pull it away. That's a that's a that's really it's good. Quick. And I'm not anticipating it. I'm very you happy with anticipate. how I pulled that yep. off. And you know, we make a good team right there. Yeah. You're not the
0: guy I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking for a guy who would just who would just show his butt to anyone. <laughs> That's not you anymore. <laughs> You're not the guy I need. Here's the guy I need. Yeah, here's his butt. It's like this is like such a bizarre way, to, and it it doesn't even it's not like Belding has to has to um think about it. It it lands immediately because this episode is almost wrapping up. He doesn't have time to like have another scene about it. Zach gets through to him right away, and they're gonna. They're gonna do the telethon together.
1: Seems like Max could have saved a little bit of money by not putting all the these props um, into the I, Max.
0: I had the same thought. It's how much money are they spending just to get this telethon? Going?
1: Well, that's usually the way it is for like charities. Whenever you go to a charity and you think like they're asking people for money, but this charity, th- this event, this gala must have cost them thousands of dollars that they could have used uh, to to Total. instead of. Asking me for money.
0: Right. But there's like there's like the kind of like um Vegas thing of like you gotta like you gotta like put people in a money environment to get them to spend money. (laughs) Kind of like I think there's there's maybe some psychology, you know. It's like tricking them. That's what you're that's what you're experiencing in a charitable event, is you're being tricked into like feeling generous. And building in his uh in his tiny jacket. (laughs) No, it's I really want that jacket. It's it's a funny costume
1: choice. That's a jacket that I want.
0: Do you, but do you want it like two sizes too small? I love that he's just like lost. He's either like the fabric has both receded and he's put on weight. It's just this like, it's very funny for me.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> see, and 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 again, I think that the, the that that is storytelling through wardrobe, and I I I totally buy that. I love that. I love little nuggets
0: like that. It's a quiet joke. It's it's yeah. And speaking of quiet, uh, Max says nothing almost the entire episode, including all through the telethon. Like you would think he'd get up there and, you know, make a car disappear or something. Uh, like, he's
1: ashamed. He's it, ashamed. Look, guys, I blew it. He's ashamed. I blew it here. I, I'm, I'm in debt. $10,000 in debt. Yeah. What is
0: he going to say? What's he going to say? I mean, yeah, I, it just, you know, in, in thinking of our conversation with Ed and how they, they didn't really give him a ton. It just feels so odd to me that he's like, he's there. He, he's not too ashamed not to be there. Uh, He's in the background. He's just like not doing anything. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's it's like what is going on? with and Not that? to jump that to the odd. end, but
1: <laughs> is, there's there's no like there's no gratitude or you know, geez guys,
0: no nothing. He's not like he's not like crying tears of joy that everything he worked so hard for isn't being ripped away from him for again what I can only imagine to be his own choices. Like it's not like the school board like strong armed in or something. He just you don't just like accidentally slip and whoopsie $10,000. But
1: if you look at the body language that that Max has during this scene, it's not of a guy that really wants to be there.
0: No. You know? Well, I did, I I know what you mean. Sorry, I thought you were going to say not of a guy that's like really... Sad or something. That's where I thought you were going. No, um, he's like he looks like anxious and eager. Like, ooh, what's next on the telethon? Yeah,
1: but it, I think he could take it or leave it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like a, man. Yeah. I mean, if
0: we if we raise the ten grand, great. If not, I'm cool. You know, these meddling kids raising uh five figures of currency for this magician.
1: <laughs> and is this the first time that we get to hear uh, Dennis do the uh, bell da the bell, the ding da ding ding thing?
0: Yeah. Does he do that again? I I, don't know. I thought this was. Only time. Well, you, you tell me. I know. I will look. I can't hold on to all the belding balding, belda, ding, ding, dongs. You know, there's only so much rattling around up here, Marvall. <laughs> what what song is that too? I, I it was on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't get it. Isn't that like a very Ed Debevic's um, kind of thing, though? Uh, yeah, um, I mean it's bob, something.
1: It's like still.
0: But what happens after the ding dong ding? That's what I couldn't.
1: It's a, it it's like from the fifties though. It's like, but uh, it is from
0: the fifties. Mm-hmm, but it just it was on the I tip of my tongue and I couldn't get it. And I, I didn't want to Google it because you know life only has so many surprises these days. So I wanted to uh I wanted to to unlock it, but I didn't. Yeah,
1: and it's it's so much more fun for our there. fan our, our listeners to hear us. Uh, oh, they to love it. Waste. They just hear
0: a ramble through and not know what we're talking about. <laughs> And we're in the telethon and Zach with his second uh, large striped shirt of the episode and we talked about this a little bit with Lisa but like this gossip thing is is very conf- it's confusing one how this would even raise money like I don't understand who's calling in to like if anything I would call in so you don't run your mouth about my business like hold my information hostage and I'll pay you that makes sense that's a business um, it's kind of what Zach was doing to building but like this just I mean Mark Paul you have you have children and they attend school. Like if this was at your kid's school, it would be a big issue. I'm sure Huge issue. if someone was like, yeah, yeah, it'd be like, we got it. Like that kid would probably get expelled for like essentially starting a podcast. If we're updating this story uh, about like gossiping about other kids, they would, they would expel that. child.
1: Yeah. Bobby Tucker has a crush on Cindy Wasserman and he, he thinks that she's into him, but the big news is she's not.
0: She actually has a stable. Yeah. Uh, that she's running through. She's just she's just having a ball these days. Uh, yeah, like and like, what if that was your work environment? No. Like, can you imagine walking into an office building and being like, "Gee, I know Steve thinks he's married to Rachel." <laughs> like, it would just be insane, you you know. But this is what's going to pull Max out of ten thousand dollars of debt. And
1: notice what I we just freeze framed freeze framed freeze. Fr- yeah, we paused. paused. That's, that's another, that's word, for another it. Yeah, word. That's probably another word that a, I should have tried to use besides freeze framed.
0: Freeze freeze, Fro- from, froze, freeze froze, froze from. Froze yeah, from. Yeah. Again, this is what people want to hear. This is what the, the good stuff in our show oh, yeah. is us struggling to talk. But
1: we, we, we paused uh, on this, where, you know, yeah. again, looking at Max in the background, he just, I don't think he really wants to be there or discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just.
0: He seems, he seems interested in Bobby Wasserman or whatever. Like he's like, his eyes are like, Whoa, yeah. ooh, what's this hot gas? Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but we see one of the twins, but how about this? How about we see a Kelly lookalike in the background?
0: Hmm. Which one do you think is the Kelly lookalike what do you in mean? the white jacket? Yeah, the
1: white jacket. I, I remember there's a photo. I'm sure you could look this up on that thing they call Google. Sure. Um, but there's a photo of of Tiffany kind of dressed similar to that, where it was like a black halter top and you know like the the blazer and stuff like that. that, that that's very uh, Tiffany Kelly look right there.
0: Yeah, I suppose it is.
1: But before uh, Dustin comes into this uh, into this party, why are people coming through the kitchen? And by the way, you see the um the boom is hanging out right there too.
0: Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah.
1: Throughout this entire scene. That boom makes more than one appearance. By the way, I'll point out the next one too.
0: I'm also just like a little confused at the mechanics of this telethon. Like, are people giving their credit card information over the phone, or are they just they're just pledging and they'll show up later with with cash in hand?
1: Well, I think that's how it worked back in the days, right? Like when uh, Jerry Lewis yeah. would do those telethons it's a and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm pledging to give you this money, right. but and I, I, I mean, think until you, those until those dollars show up,
1: you give <laughs> you give your phone number, you give a credit card. I, I mean, I yeah. guess. I don't but know. Back then we didn't really use credit cards that much. You you'd have to pay with a
0: check. I I guess and all these kids are I mean it's just again the mechanics of it. We don't need to we could be here all day folks. Uh but it does feel like what is all like how is this the best the best version of this? But you know, it's going to work and it'll save the day and screech doing um some more impressions here. This time of Al Bundy. Uh Married with Children premiered in 1987 but was somehow already on season five uh, in 1990 by the time Screech was doing this Al Bundy impression. Yeah, and uh, Al
1: Bundy was played by the actor Ed O'Neill. And um, Ed... I, I, I love Ed. Uh, we To give you sort of, sort of a background, uh, our show was shot at NBC one season. It was shot at uh, uh, Raleigh Studios one season. It was shot at Sunset and Gower one season. We were, we were sort of shuffled all around because we've talked about this before. We never knew that the show was going to get picked up. Um, it it, it right. just was one of those things. It was like a happy pickup every time. Uh, 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 but Ed was on the lot of uh, Sunset and Gower. Uh, one of the seasons, and um, I would see him having uh, lunch or or dinner, uh, and and uh, I was just such a fan of his. I mean, he was he was so good as Al Bundy. But to, to sort of give you some background, um, Ed played football, and he was uh, an undrafted free agent. He signed um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and was let go uh, after training camp huh. uh, in 1969, and. Um, he and I also share the love for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, Ed got his black belt in 2007, after 16 years of of being uh, in in the uh, the martial art of uh, Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, he's he's continued. He's 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 been doing it, practicing for for over 30 years now.
0: Wow. Look at yeah, that and that is a that is a comprehensive one one, one one more thing
1: i've I've been with to dinner with him uh, you know pretty recently um, because he was friends with one of the producers of uh, NYPD Blue and uh, it, it was just a small family and and um, we'd have dinners together and and uh, just a sweet sweet man um, and has been very, very successful
0: as an actor uh, you know since since married with children. The the impact of that show, both on Ed O'Neill but also on like Fox as a as a fledgling TV network, Married with Children and Cops launched Fox into the stratosphere along with The Simpsons. It was a a real turning point for broadcast television, and uh, yeah, Ed O'Neill was was critical in that. Um, yeah, and it's it's odd too. He's like he's had like a, re, a the renewed success as a TV dad again in Modern Family. So many years down the road, I feel like that that journey is is uncommon. Um, to hit hit that big
1: twice. Yeah, I mean he's he's just he's made so much money on these TV shows. Uh, t- t- <laughs> just to compare the two, Saved by the Bell, the high school years was four seasons. Yeah, plus one season of um of the college years. Married with Children yep. ran for eleven seasons.
0: Yeah, it was one of I I'm I'm not gonna. I think it was at the time one of the longest running live action sitcoms. I I don't know what. Like was it Mash or something? I think Mash is always the one that has like been the longest running, and now it's always Sunny. Um, but yeah, they they were on forever. Um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen also had a role in an episode of Married with the Children. There's some uh, there's some crossover there. Fun little fact. And yeah, when uh, we get a call here at the telethon of Slater, you know, he's being the bigger person. Very minor thing, but I thought it was a a cool use of it. Um, the the phone call comes in with like a side. Sideways pink fuzzy bar. I think that's our first like side sweeping in pink fuzzy, and uh, it'll be back. It's a good transition effect. It makes it very clear you're on a phone call, and say by the bell. Also, all these phones are are have cords on them. You don't see that every day. <laughs> that's that's certainly a, a holdover from old technology. Just walking around with a phone that's hooked up to the wall.
1: So this number um, eight thousand one hundred thirty four does that have significance to you? It kind of does because we we. Move forward in time where everyone is asleep at the max, having worked their asses off to try to raise ten thousand dollars for a guy who seems to not really give a shit that we're raising this money. Not even there anymore. Yeah. But after the time (laughs) cut, that number remains the same. Are they saying that no one called
0: after Slater called? I think that I think that's the that's the joke, is like Zach is like, we're gonna we got this. Like we'll be here all night or whatever. You know, it's like it's like a big rah rah final push. And then they just—that was the complete dead freezing of all calls. Yeah, I don't buy that storytelling. You—you you would have liked to see it jump up like fourteen bucks or something. Something just like move just a little. Just
1: change the number just a little. Something. Bit, you know, just because it for for me like watching the show, um, and I had a great time watching this, but that number that just bothered me. It was just like I I saw the number and then we cut to that number again, and it was like it. I think that that's.
0: I would have made a, a fuss of that. Just just change it by eight dollars. Change it by Ooh, I love it. I just love it when we disagree. I think it's funnier that it stays the same. I think it's funnier that 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 it is a complete freezing, but you would have wanted a single digit increase, just enough to change.
1: Just something, a change. I mean, I just hmm. don't
0: buy that Slater was the
1: last call because we were rolling. We were going at it. And then all of a sudden, you know, the I phones know, yeah. are going off the hook, and then Slater calls and he pledges his what did he pledge? Hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. That's a lot, by
0: the way. Which is, a, by the way, again, it's a lot that's of money. A lot like, of it's, money. It's like these, <laughs> these kids are being. These kids are being so unfairly burdened. But you know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're like they're like joining the army and, these, and selling everything they own so their family can eat. It's unreal. like, what, is that, what the hell is happening at this school? Every single adult
1: in these children's lives are assholes. I mean, Kelly's father. Yeah, they're. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, it's. It's nuts. Slater's dad.
0: When do we meet? Yeah. Max, they're all asked. Yeah, your assholes. dad's a piece of work too oh, when, is we, he? when we get around to meeting him. All right.
1: I just want to point out I think I could have done a better job um with my acting here. Uh it, okay. you know, just just the uh scratchy v- voice thing. That was that was my Yeah. uh That was my take <laughs> of of being tired and and having right. talked a lot was the uh Slater. Uh, uh, I,
0: I could have done something better. I, I you got it. you can here's your shot, Mark Paul, you can redo that. What would be your choice? We know you'd change the number by eight. So what would you change about? How would you? How would you? Let's go, let's fix it. I don't want to fix it.
1: I, I this is why I don't right. watch is that, is these that, is that things. Is that darn because I can't fix that darn it. l word again. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. This yeah. is the you know it's it's like yeah. a, I, I, a mechanic right, and you 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 built you build something, and and then thirty years from now with better technology, you 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 can't look at the product and go oh hmm. yeah. That's 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 yeah. that runs just fine. You'd like to go in there and kind of tinker put with
0: airbags. It. Yeah,
1: put some disc yeah, brakes right. on this thing. Things, cha- right? Um, I can't right, go in well, there and change yeah. this. I, I, it's it's there for you yeah. to see, but it's done. When I watch it, I notice things like this, and it's just like, ugh, that I, like. I didn't. I didn't take this as seriously, I think, as I should have, and and I could have done better.
0: I think you took it about as seriously as I think it was the right amount of serious. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's I, the listen, last two minutes. Listen, of-
1: I work with some really talented kids on my show on Mixed Dish. Um, I watch a lot of television, and and you know, the, these kids nowadays. I just watch the the Queen's Gambit. Um, boy, these these young actors are just so dialed in. Uh, hmm. and, 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 and by the way, they, they, they're not kids, but the, uh, the new cast of say by the bell, um, yeah, Dexter Mitchell, uh, uh, Haskiri, uh, I mean, they, they're just, they're so damn good. It's a, it's scary how good they are.
0: I, I would very much agree. Uh, it is, they are phenomenal. They're, I've now watched the whole thing twice. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're all top notch. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe just kids today, though. It's like, it's like athletes or something. Like, like the like generations as it goes on and becomes more of a thing, they get better. You know, you were in a you were in a newer class of of child actor for sure, or young actor, whatever you want to say it. Oh wait, speaking of Mark Paul's young actor, I saw that clip of you holding a newsie when you were like six years old or whatever it is from uh, that that Nazi movie. Wasn't wasn't a Nazi movie. It was
1: Highway to Heaven with.
0: Michael Landon, you were a you were a little little red armband wearing Nazi with an Uzi. Yeah. What are you talking about? Not not a Nazi movie. That's a Nazi movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's your definition of a Nazi movie? By the way, I was a late bloomer, uh,
1: as you can see. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, I was, I think, ten or eleven at that time.
0: Yeah. Oh wow you you do seem you you look you look way too young to be holding that large machine gun. Yes. Um, it's a very disturbing clip. If anyone wants to go out there on the internet and see a a young child <laughs> shooting a gun, uh, it's there, and it's uh, it, it it freaked me out. It's, it, it, but the irony
1: <laughs> of me being uh, a, a a Nazi with my background, um, right? I know they would never let you into the club. It, it's just so funny. I mean, it's like you,
0: you don't you don't have the genes. I, I, well. It's
1: just it's crazy, right? I mean, my, my father, yeah. on the other hand, being Dutch and being blonde and blue eyed. Right. Uh, he fit right oh, in. He'd be
0: right in there. Just, um, but my, yeah, no, no questions. I'm asked.
1: sure when when I walked on set and they saw this Asian woman escort me on the set, they must have thought like, "Wait, what what what's going on here? We we
0: hired a blonde kid." <laughs> We hired an Aryan master race <laughs> child, and this is not. We, we want a refund. All right, let's just shoot this. <laughs> D- let's just get this over with uh, an action. Act, it's not like people are still going to be talking about it three decades <laughs> later on a podcast <laughs> about a whole other show. Uh. <laughs> uh, and, you know. Here we go. So this this time the numbers did go up. By the way, when Belding falls asleep to now, the numbers do go up by like a hundred or something. Yeah, and that's why um, so I'm telling a you bit it an, didn't. I it didn't. I didn't buy it. It should have gone up the first time, and it Correct. should have gone up a little bit more the second. Correct. Time. Okay. So it you know, have gone though, up now a now little that we're really bit. really talking yeah, through it, yeah, just a teeny bit. Now that we're still talking about it, I'm going to say you're right, both because I think you are, and also I just want to no longer be talking about it. <laughs> uh, And that brings us to, that brings us to Slater showing up to save the day. You know, with one of his like, I'm trying to think of other times Slater gives a big speech that that turns things around. It seems like not often, um, but he does it here. And the phones light up, everything's going to be okay for Max. Well, there's a there's a moment
1: in the um in the new version as well where Slater gives a motivational speech. Um, I thought it was a bit reminiscent of this. I kind of uh, saw the uh, the parallel universe at work right there.
0: You know, there's a lesson here, uh, Mark Paul, and, and I know Saved by the Bell. You know, it does its share of lesson teaching, but Slater opens this episode by saying his dream is to be a sports uh, announcer, a broadcaster. Turns out he's very bad at it, and you know what he does? He he abandons his dream. And as much as people are going to tell you to follow your dreams and always follow what's in your heart, sometimes you will be bad at your dream, and you need to shift courses and find a new dream. Uh, so I thought that was a a valuable thing to teach kids on saturday morning. Give up if you suck. <laughs> that's that's not bad advice by the way. It's not the worst advice. Like like th- you should follow your dreams to a, to a certain point and if that's not working out or you're just not equipped for that particular dream, just get a new dream. They grow on trees. And this freeze frame at the end, Max finally just drags his ass over there to like put his hand in the middle. These kids saved his life. Like the the debt I would feel to these children is like is lifelong. I would feel a lifelong debt to these children. But did he want to be there? That's the question. N- uh, no, I mean Ed was. I'm mean, now that I know what I know. Ed was probably thinking like, "This is bullshit. This episode is called Save the Max. How about we hear from Max? <laughs> How about Max does anything? He doesn't even do a magic trick this episode, which is like the signature Max thing. He's too broke to do magic. <laughs> so maybe that's like telling of his story." that concludes save the max we do have homework for next week a little episode called driver's education uh and this should be near and dear to your heart mark paul because we've talked a lot about cars and especially being a a youth without a license and the want to drive cars uh so yeah any any thoughts any guesses I mean, it's about Driver's Ed. What do you need to guess about? <laughs> yeah, no, like <laughs> I, they, I, it spells
1: it out in the title. Um, but it's gonna be fun. I, I have some interesting um, stories about uh, Driver's Ed, and oh. not just right. contained to the um, to the episode, but uh, my life and and um, things. So stay tuned. Yeah, it'll be fun. It
0: features the uh, it features the car from the podcast art. Oh, there, there you go. I, I, the, the-
1: when you pitch that as an Easter egg for our, our uh, podcast, y- y- you do know that I had no idea what that was.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you were like, "Why the hell is Dashwell emailing this weird, like Wayne's World looking car to everyone?" Uh, you know, it's 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 a iconic. I, we're really fast and loose with the word of iconic. Uh, this run, it's an iconic image from the show. We'll see it next week. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listeners. We'll see you next week. Zack to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gossler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malingone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Shoof. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.